Hello, Waniacs and Splaniacs. As of August 2021, our Patreon is live! Woo! Splain will always be free, so don't worry. But if you want to help support us and help us make the show as best as it can be, you can donate at patreon.com slash fountains of Splain. We'll be releasing bonus content for our Patreon subscribers every month, as well as shouting out the generous members of the Acela VIP Lounge. Yes, so if you like what we do, you can help support us at patreon.com slash fountains of Splain. It's going to be great. And with that, on to the show. Waniacs out. out. They call fountains of Splain. Uh-oh, time for an episode of Fountains of Splain, where we are once again divided by hundreds of miles of geography, keeping us apart, and we're no longer in the same room. Uh, Grace, I'm crying. Are you crying? Yeah, I'm I'm actively in tears. I'm, I'm collecting all my tears in a jar, and we're going to give them away to our highest bidding Patreon patron. Well, congrats, patrons. You get our real tears. tears, Uh, We're so sad to be. I've been crying nonstop for one week since you left New Jersey. And uh, that's why it wasn't raining. Um, But that's why all the rivers flow. That's why they needed to build all those bridges. My Peter Pan bus went over. Those are our tears from missing each other. Yeah, fun fact, the whole Hudson River is all tears <laughs> that are so cried funny. by friends who don't get to be in the same state. Not just that's us. So that would be yeah. crazy no, if we cried true. that no, much. No, those are all ours from when I lived in Manhattan and somehow and you lived in New Jersey. <laughs> that's the Hudson River. The yeah, Hudson that's River the whole Hudson River. was uh, manufactured by our tears in 2015. <laughs> This is Fountains of Splain. It is the weekly Fountains of Wayne podcast where we break down a song from America's favorite band, Fountains of Wayne. We have done many before. You can look back through the catalog. We've at this point explained most Fountains of Wayne songs and are facing an existential crisis with what we are going to do next we've been getting ideas from people on email or on instagram people are sending us messages being like what are you going to do next and the answer is we are still brainstorming so sit on the edge of your seat with bated breath and just kind of hang tight and we'll get back to you but before we do that we have plenty meaning like 11 or so wayne songs that we still do need to explain so uh that that's what you have to look forward to grace tell everybody where they can stalk us if you do want to tell us what we can do next and do our job for us and give us ideas you can do so on instagram at fountains of spleen you can try to do so on tiktok so we'll see if we check it on also at fountains of spleen and you can email us directly which is probably the best way to reach us because we are both social media averse types uh fountains of spleen at gmail.com you can also listen to music for hours and hours and hours and hours and it doesn't even have to be fountains of spleen you could listen to our antidepressants playlist which is what me and tyler have been listening to a lot of recently um because it is still the end of winter and seasonal uh depression is still in action and so we need uh to be a little bit anti-depressed and it's working the playlist is working for me 
personally. Um, and then you can also follow our journey through all the fountains of Wayne music. If you want to go back to Wayne, which is pretty good for being antidepressed as well. Sometimes depending on the tune, you'll find out after the break. And you can also listen to every musician that's ever contributed music here on a playlist we've compiled for you. That is all below in our show notes. Have fun down there. Uh, also down there, um, hypothetically, yes. maybe, is a link to the show that we are doing together in yes. Brooklyn, New York on March 20th, Bleeding Profusely from the na- Mouth, which will happen on the same night as Kill Him With Kindness, which is basically like a cool open mic night that uh, we are doing. Uh, two two for one show will be there in real life. You should come hang yeah. out with us if you're If around. you want to see what we are like in flesh and blood, um, flesh and blood live performers, you can come do that on March 20th. Yeah, absolutely. If you want, you can sit in the audience and heckle us uh, until we just do a live Fountains of Splain episode. You can be like, hey, I don't like you guys unless you're doing Fountains of Splain. Boo, Mm -hmm. do Fountains of Splain and throw microphones at us until we make a live Fountains of Splain episode for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, We have no intention of doing a live Fountains of Splain episode, but if we were bullied into doing it in the middle of another thing we worked really hard on, I would have nothing but respect for that. Famously, Grace and I will do anything we are bullied into. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're highly, we're deeply suggestible people. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, yep, okay. Um, <laughs> so if you want to give us suggestions, then please show up to that and tell us to do so in person because we are not um, good at being on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, what I what I should say too is uh, last week on this show we featured my friend Stevie Stevie Matthews, who's a musician, and mm-hmm. he writes these really really lovely songs. And if all goes according to plan, Stevie should be performing at Kill 'Em with Kindness. Oh, nice. Uh, so I can't wait to see a live Stevie Matthews set, and uh, yeah. so that w- in, in a way will be like a live episode of fountains of splain because yeah, i was gonna say do you music. have the night filled up or i mean we should like be like hey you guys also um if you guys want to submit your works in progress to kill them with kindness that is also something you can do i'm sure you have an email address for that uh i do but honestly it'd probably be easier if you just emailed our uh our email that you already know about so oh, dope. yeah, yeah. Good, definitely something we should have said yeah if you yeah. are do Especially anything if you've contributed music on the show yeah, if you're a musician or you do comedy or performance art or really literally anything, there's poetry, no rules yeah. to this thing, poetry, whatever, uh, even like visual arts we, we accept. Yeah. There's kind of like a gallery space in this venue so we can showcase that stuff. Yeah. Uh, come on down to our email and tell me about it and uh, we will try to make some space for you if you're based in the New York area or love to drive to the New York area. <laughs> I love driving in New York um cool okay let's um do some generation let me pull that stuff up okay so i well grace is counting me down and ryan is clicking the random number generator i am gonna count down things i saw on a recent road trip that i went on this last week uh at a really cool record store i got to go to called hub city records in hagerstown maryland which was genuinely maybe the coolest record store I've ever been to. It gave me big vintage vinyl vibes, the record store that sadly closed last year in New Jersey. That was my historical favorite record store. Um, and so I was very touched and moved by it. And uh, I can say uh, some some things they had if we're all ready to generate. Um, yeah. Five. Wait, no, I'm saying it. Though. Wait, okay. 
<laughs> oh wait, no. I, what I pitched though makes no sense then because yeah, I said you count doesn't. me down you were like, while Grace I is talk. Count me out, and I'm gonna say this thing, and I was like, I am okay. No, I, you're right. I I this is, if you need. I, I, I assigned three people to a two-person job. Okay, Deeply amazing. sorry about that. So Ryan's going to hit the button, and I'm going to say some things. Okay, five. Uh, Got to start this off. I saw five copies of the new pressing of Interstate Managers, the one in red wow. that we both own already. Otherwise, I would have purchased it. Wow. Uh, four. Uh, a massive mountain of unsorted cds that was simultaneously horrifying and delightful because nothing you it wasn't alphabetized so you had no idea what they had but everything you picked up was like two dollars and like something amazing so that was good three an assortment of tie-dye t-shirts that they make in-house that are like eleven dollars or something honestly i would have got one but they didn't have any in my size uh what am i on two um the new big thief album which is really 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 good and i should have bought it but instead i bought a downtown boys album for some reason uh and one they had like 500 simon and garfunkel albums i mean i think they had every single one i'd never seen so much simon and garfunkel confined into one area (laughs) the simon and garfunkel department yeah, I mean, this place was big. Like I was telling you before we started recording, it's like a where I was like, what is going on in Hagerstown, Maryland, a place I've never been to, but was just like a stop accidentally on this road trip. And they had this amazing, amazing record store. It's just like the aisle signs of the grocery store, but like one of the notches where it's like coffee, tea, it's like Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the place like could have signs big, like that. Like, it's so big that could be like uh, yeah. Dylan over here, Garfunkel <laughs> to the left. Uh, Billy Joel's The Bridge, 35 copies of it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Billy Joel's I mean, the it, was, it was that kind of place. It was massive. Um, okay, three. Okay. Number three. Ooh, that, that, like that has to be late interstate. No, that I, we still have a couple Utopia Parkway songs. I think we have at least three Utopia Parkway songs because we're done with the self titled. So, the number three in terms of the 11 or so songs we have left, because we haven't done Valley of Malls, and we haven't done something else. We did Senator's Daughter, right? No, I don't think okay, so. Maybe we haven't done Senator's Daughter, but I still almost think, like, we did Little Red Light, but I feel like it's, I feel, I don't know, I just like feel like, oh my god, it could be Stacey's mom. It could be Stacey's mom. It would have I, to, yeah, it would, be, it would be early interstate, I guess, if it was interstate, it could be... I think I'm going to say it's Stacey's mom. We have at least two. We have at least two Utopia Parkways. We could have three. I I don't remember, to be honest. But if we don't have three, it's going to be Stacey's mom. Which, honestly, Ryan, don't tell us. Okay, don't tell us. (laughs) Okay, it's Trouble Times. We forgot about Trouble Times. We are out of the woods for today. But what I was going to say is, honestly, it's been so long and we've had so much time to prepare like we need to be ready <laughs> for a world in which we get stacy's mom it's honestly insane that we haven't gotten it by now i felt like uh, as i was saying that i felt like a little a little notch of relief like okay it's over like we made it we're gonna no me too actually to do it now um yeah i'm ready for that day but i also trouble times we keep saying this like i feel like some of my early favorites have been sort of like pushed for these last few trouble times is one of the ones off of utopia parkway that i was like immediately immediately connected to on our first listen yeah i mean this is a really really good song i have no gripes with listening to it right now but yeah i weirdly felt uh i thought i was gonna feel panic but the prospect of actually getting Stacy's mom over with um I 
uh, I was weirdly relieved. I welcome the opportunity now. Yeah, I think we're ready for it. I think this is we've come to terms with it, and we are ready to stare into the face of oblivion and clap into the darkness. Agree. But for um, now, uh, times. Devil in Me by Connor and Elixir. Utopia Parkway classic, Troubled Times, In Between Tracks, Valley of Malls, and Go Hippie. Personal, one of my maybe favorites, top 15. Definitely like a more beloved Fountains of Wayne song too. Like last week we talked about the song that is not wildly popular. This one, when you look at the amount of plays on Spotify, it is at uh, like almost half a million, which is significantly higher than songs like Hat and Feet, Valley of Malls, Go Hippie, A Fine Day for a Parade, Amity Gardens, Laser Show, Lost in Space, Prom Theme, It Must Be Summer, and The Sunder's Daughter. It's actually running laps around all of those songs by like a few hundred thousand plays. So you are not alone in being a big fan of this Utopia Parkway banger. This song appears to have nestled its like a, into a very specific aorta of, peop- <laughs> of people's heart. Um it- it definitely falls into like a very 2000s, very familiar place. Um, and it's one of the rare circumstances where I feel like I am going to read every single song meanings comment because they are all deeply like personal and invaluable. Yeah, I mean, the song was made for people to impose their own narrative and meaning onto it. It's just vague enough that you could look at it and be like, oh, uh, this song's about me. Because when you see a a song called Troubled Times, you're like, okay, this is either going to be like a kind of political song or it's going to be a personal song. And luckily for us, it's a more... Uh, personal song it's not talking about how we live in like global troubled times uh it's about like wow these times i'm having in my romantic life are quite troubled which Which is i I mean yeah which is like a way easier pill to swallow and also like uh you know the, the song itself we should say too is like written in a way where like it's a pretty basic premise it's about a person pining for another person hoping that one day 
they will be able to get together and they will look back on all this and kind of laugh and say, uh, wow, the, the, we made it through the trouble times is what they say over and over again. But there's no indicator if or if not that will happen. But because like everybody's had a version of that in their real life, yeah. like it is kind of made for people to be like, oh, like I feel that. Yeah, there's no indication as to like the level of relationship they actually share. Like I think, which I'll I'll get into um, as I make my way through the song meanings comments. But this song, I think, inhabits. I, I didn't in experience them at the same time or, or come into contact with them at the same time. But I think it is in terms of how it makes me feel. It has a similar effect to the way that accidentally in love made me feel in the year 2007. Like sitting outside my middle school in my mom's Jetta like hoping my crush would walk by like wow accidentally in love plays on my mom's like six CD CD changer you know I do know yeah it's a very like late 90s through the 2000s uh kind of vibe I they just sort of don't make them like this anymore this kind of song (laughs) for better or worse and it's kind of like when we were talking about how like we get to kind of watch um and sometimes in a very like whiplash sort of a way get to watch like the growth that Fountains of Wayne goes through which is a growth I'm now watching in myself which is when you're young and you have no actual relationships the most interesting music to you are songs about longing and like wanting to be in those things and now it's all sort of all about like well the most interesting music to me is stuff that's about like actually dealing with those things or dealing with loss or dealing with grief from those things um yeah i don't know it's just utopia parkway is an interesting place um in the maturation of the whole big picture of fountains of wayne yeah no for sure and, and it is like a super kind of sophomoric song coming on the second album because you know we talk a lot about how the songs on the self-titled feel kind of like these young people wrote them or the songs on the final album on sky full of holes feel like they come from a more mature fully grown-up standpoint and the songs on utopia parkway i think fall like squarely in the early middle of the maturation of this band like this song the narrator or like subject of the song whatever um seems like adolescent enough it's somebody who has Mm -hmm. a lot of time on their hands because they just sit around (laughs) and pine all day and and (laughs) contemplate what it's like to have like misconnections like slipping through your fingers there's you know lyrics about like just sitting around and being you know daydreaming basically wondering what could be and i feel like people who are older than that either like are already kind of married and settled or you know whatever or just too cynical to sit around and uh pine all day you would oh, not have gotten my song. time i shouldn't just be daydreaming <laughs> I need to... yeah you, you would not get a song like this um on sky full of holes i don't think and even like the songs on traffic and weather are more like gimmicky than this like they're more narrative driven they're more about like subjects and people you know in these very specific scenarios and this song the premise is not like that so yeah yeah, it's 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 very utopia parkway song 
And maybe it's them dipping their toes in both the ocean. And, like, they're ramping up to Stacey's mom. Like, they are pandering to, like, 13 and the hearts of 13 and 14-year-olds. And, like, maybe Adam Schlesinger is kind of, like, realizing this is a trick that's in my tool belt and this is something I can use. Um, One of the things I was thinking of is, like, the song, like, almost could be in the movie music and lyrics. Like, having just watched that together, um, it's almost, like, this is, like, very, like... It's it could be interpreted a lot of different ways, but one of the ways it was interpreted on song meanings is like, oh, this is like a breakup song. This is about people who like weather something in a relationship, like break up and like then we got back together and like that's so amazing that we could get through this and get back together. And so it like almost could have overlaid the like Hugh Grant said that impossibly mean shit to her and then they spent like a montage like of 48 hours being apart from each other and it's like, oh my God, I couldn't even live two days without you. You, which is very like the energy of this song yeah the song is is highly melodramatic uh but yeah. not like weepy i love things yeah. that are melodramatic but not the tragic angle of melodrama the yeah. like big like my heart is exploding out of my chest because i am feeling so much right now sort of yeah. pre-tragedy melodrama is such a fun thing yeah. and yeah i mean it really could be in music and lyrics or like any just like how it is aesthetically part of like kind of a pop culture movement of the 90s and 2000s um i feel like it could fit in on any of those uh media entities that would be sort of an aesthetic match like a Mm rom-com i mean i should read like to to that idea uh, the this made it onto uh, when Adam died. The New York Times published the 30 essential Adam Schlesinger songs, and their blurb about this was quote: "The elegant pre-chorus is another indication of songwriting growth, and Collingwood brings the right amount of pathos and empathy to a lyric about a boy pining for a girl and imagining it will work out. Bittersweet enough to soundtrack a season-ending broken teen romance for a series mm. on the CW network, and that's high <laughs> praise." uh and it does yeah i mean music and lyrics the cw it's it's like wrapped up in like the tone and and vibe of like all of that sort of media and those kind of stories which i think were like it was like how do we pull a john hughes on the kids how do we what is what 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 hughesian maneuver can we make to trick the kids into buying our things (laughs) right yeah how can we be manipulative and play into their uh naivete uh of of concerning like their new big feelings that they don't know what to do with yet um do you mind if i just like start reading all these song meetings comments yeah no go ahead i also want to though before you do it's interesting like i think the band really believed the song could go somewhere it was released as a single which means there's probably a seven inch of it somewhere in a nordic country that again waiting for somebody from sweden to send us an email that they like know how to track one down we want all of these seven inches that were only released in the nordic countries for some reason i think i'm still fucking waiting for sky full of holes too my fucking friend from Ireland. yeah no people in europe you get things we don't get vice versa probably like you just need we yeah we probably get that we'll trade we'll trade you some stuff um but yeah so it was a single meaning that they thought it could chart and be on the radio and yeah i think like when i hear this song i can imagine it coming on uh like a contemporary Mm -hmm. like of, of that time not this time uh contemporary 
like soft rock radio it fits into the kind yes. of thing i'm kind of surprised it didn't have more success yeah. i'm kind of surprised utopia parkway overall didn't have more success though i mean i think famously yeah. it was like a uh commercially disappointing even if it was critically uh really well received and a small cohort of people really really loved it um but most people only found it retroactively after the success of interstate managers but yeah I, the song is composed in a way where like, uh, yeah i was it, it does sort of like and a part of the reason i mentioned it could fit into music and lyrics really well is because it is sort of sentimental to like um like all of the older pop influences that are used in fountains of wayne all the time um it, it does kind of have this like uh, really like straightforward song and melody like Beatlesian song you can sing along to simplicity to it um yeah I mean it's very much a pop song we like I th- think it could be on the radio like back to back with yeah just I was also perceiving like I feel like I always forget that Utopia Parkway is from the year 1999 I don't know like Utopia maybe uh, some of the like themes on Utopia Parkway like they're just such a breath of fresh air they're so relieving that isn't really maybe the space people were into in 99 going into 2000 like the whole thing was like oh my god like the fucking fucking doomsday like there was like sort of this bitterness this cynicism that is addressed and like winked at in all of Fountains of Wayne's music but like I don't know maybe like this breath of fresh air this this proverbial dip in the ocean is like not what people were really like thinking about at the time yeah yeah no I think that's totally right uh read read some of these song meetings first comment x I'm not gonna read all the names only the good ones um I used to listen to this song and hope that the girl I fancied dreamt about me I guess she never did really cool song one of the best from the album anyways that's what I think A perfect application of this song to use as an aid to your own pining. It's literally what it was wrote for. Yes, yes. Um, Okay. (laughs) Barcode Soldier. He signed it, so I'll read his name. Barcode Soldier. These guys are really soothing. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) I dig the simple guitar parts and fairly deep lyrics. This song always makes me think of that special girl to me. So, yeah, totally awesome. Uh, I love, like, what year was that, that that comment was? Um, Both of those were from the year 2000. Very early 2000s internet to, like, I feel like people wanted to leave comments, but there was no like nuance or like defined internet <laughs> voice yet like now we all have a very no protocol yeah language, we know how yeah. like the language on the internet works so everybody was so like new to it there's kind of like a fun sort of like everyone wrote yeah. like a little too much you know like he didn't have to be like haha anyway like like it's a letter to a <laughs> yeah, or like sign his name like x the bar soldier yeah. <laughs> or like it's also during that phase like when everybody was like just getting used to the idea of having home computers and some people lol was laugh out loud and some people it was lots of love and like you never knew except for the one of them was your friend and one of them was your aunt so you're like i think i know what each of you mean but like (laughs) um awesome uh my ex that was my first love used to play this on the phone and then he let me borrow the cd and then we broke up i listened to it still wishing we were back together blah fuck bad times wow no for real though that is from buy me some beer in the year 2003 (laughs) oh man i relate wow um okay yeah no lots of this is so funny um mm, 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 mm. 
This song makes me think of me and my boyfriend breaking up too. I listened to it nonstop for about a week and then we got back together. So now it's like our song. <laughs> um, the way the days and hours pass, you'll never understand. Falling like rain through your hands. Those are my favorite lines written and sung beautifully. Fow are my heroes. Same. Same. From Kuala in 2004. I broke up with my girl to see what else was out there. But I know now what a mistake that was. I'm doing everything to get her back and singing this song to her is going to to be the next thing i do oh i hope it wasn't i hope it if it was it worked and you're married <laughs> i also just want to say while you're reading these i'm thumbing through some of the uh youtube comments on a version of this song and, and it's the same thing like most times all the comments are like whoa yeah. like rip adam like we love fountains of wayne and yeah. these ones are all like deeply personal like stories and anecdotes yeah. and regrets it's really it's very <sighs> interesting I want more of this in my life. Um, yeah, yeah, just um, okay. Um, I also have to say, like that whole like a, a, a like metaphor at the beginning about like recycling her like cans and bottles. Like, I think when I was first into that song, I like really, really overthought those lyrics. I was like, is one of them because I'm a drunk, like I always do. Like, is one of them drinking? And like the troubled times is that like he's drinking, and this is a Collingwood track, and that's all that. And so like he's treating her like she's replaced because he can't like get out of this place but now it's like oh no it like appears to be and it appears to be widely considered by people on the internet who are the only people whose opinions i value um <laughs> that uh it's just like a metaphor for like oh like but it's like a we it's like a mixing perplexing metaphor like it still doesn't totally make sense to me but it's like oh replaceable like cans like you if you put a bunch in and then you get money back for them like the money's worth the thi it's like kind of a weird metaphor because it's like well we should recycle our can i don't <laughs> i mean she's not okay yeah it, it is a weird metaphor i feel like before i really dug into the lyrics for this session and analyzed them i never really like contemplated i just heard him say uh bottles and throwaway cans and i was like that kind of stuck in my mind like i was like you don't you just don't hear words like that in songs very often so it's like ooh, yeah, like what an interesting yeah. turn of phrase and then when you actually stop yeah. to think about it yeah there is something like really sort of uh it's a pretty intense metaphor yeah it's intense and also like doesn't fully line up unless somebody wants to explain it to me but it is one of you're right it's one of the things that like originally really attracted me to the song Potentially because I just had my own relationship with bottles and cans and I had my own ideas about what that meant. But that's all that matters, I guess, um, as far as music enjoyability is concerned. But yeah, no, it's, a, it's like, yeah, so I'm trying to show off that I'm collecting all these bottles and cans and I'm bringing them down to the liquor store and I'm putting them in the machine and I'm getting re recom recompensed for them. And that's like how I love you, but I shouldn't because you're not returnable. I Yeah, it does seem like like the common theme in these comments is like people who like backslide into old relationships are people who love this song. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like that guy who was like, I broke up with my girl to see what else is out there. But like, I shouldn't have done it. Try to get her back now. And then. Like this next guy that responds to that comment, who's who, he was called O Diggy, and then the next person who's commented on other stuff before, the name is Ye Interpreter. Um, well, O Diggy, your situation's pretty much the same story as the song. The character in the song tries to quote trade in his girlfriend, unquote, and soon figures out that relationships just don't work that way. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? And then 
somebody who is like maybe a member of the band <laughs> writes, guys, it's foul. Don't read too much into the lyrics. Which is also a fair thing to say, by the way. Like we obviously yeah, like professionally think... read too much into these lyrics, but uh, right. A lot of times they were just trying to write these nice pop songs that have like something relatable yeah. and and kind of sweet to them. Yeah. But uh... and this isn't this is way later than all the other ones. This is in '09. He follows up. The song is so obviously about a guy who is into a girl that probably doesn't even know he's alive. Fact and how he lives this fantasy that someday it'll turn out she feels the same way about him. The quote moral of the song is essentially don't give up. The lyrics indicate that if he gives up, this fantasy can never become reality. So why bother trying? Well, because you never know. You never will know with another person if you don't try yeah it does it's sort of like it could be about backsliding it could be about being like in a friendship where you're like oh no i have a crush on them and i didn't tell them and now it's crossed that weird point where it'd be weird to tell them it could be about somebody they've never met like there are like yeah you could project anything here yeah it's part of the genius of the song like in the the way it's written i think that it's so like one size fits all to any sort of pining you may be doing yes catch all catch all pining it's also uh we were talking about this recently it is the song they used to close out their 2011 tiny desk concert uh which i again recommend uh, a very early version of the tiny desk but uh a a nice rendition uh there's also songs called troubled times by green day off their 2016 album revolution (laughs) radio which i know I thought it was like pretty poorly received and then I, I just looked it up and it was pretty well critically received. I'm not sure if like the Green Day people liked it or not. Uh, and then there's Screaming Trees and Your Vegas songs called called Troubled Times. So but when you Google Troubled Times yeah. and you don't put Fow after it, you get the you get the Green Day one, probably because Green Day is a I noticed that. I noticed band. two things came up before before Fountains of Wayne came up and I was affronted and accosted by that information. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne supremacy. Like put put Fountains. Wayne up front. Yeah. Wayne supremacy. Fountains of Wayne should always be the top result, no matter what it's called, even if it's called Someone to Love. Right. <laughs> it's the most boringly titled song out there. Yeah. So let's move on to bad ideas. Yeah, let's do that. Do you have a bad idea this week? Driving home on the Peter Pan from New York last week, exactly a week ago. Wh- I, I mean, every t- it's impossible to go from Boston to New York or drive anywhere in Connecticut without being um, assaulted by the one eight hundred four Truth <laughs> Jesus billboard advertisements. Uh, it's one of my favorite. Things. I know exactly the ones you're speaking of. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about going to New York. Um, and so my bad idea this week is to crank call all of the. 1-800-4-TRUTH numbers on the Connecticut billboards. Um, Or not all, like maybe just like the primary number, but um, definitely crank call them live on air and and just see what sort of, like just see what we can learn really. Like whenever I see those, I'm like, I... I really I want to know what these people believe. Like I I should, but it how did they get all the way here? How did they get 50 feet up in the air like this? How did they get the funding for a billboard? Yeah, dying on this hill, on this 50 foot in the sky hill. In Connecticut, um, no less. How do they? I need. I need to know in Connecticut. Yeah. Also, yeah. It's like such a funny because it's sort of being. We we were talking about this a lot last week. How we feel like insulated, kind of politically, being from the American Northeast and being very very left, um, and progressive and like 
those Connecticut billboards are like a taste of like everywhere else in America. Like, I feel like it's just like our little taste of what it's like to be from uh, the Bible Belt or anywhere. Yeah, else. it's like when you drive to any part of New York that isn't uh, New York City. When you get out into like an mm-hmm. hour northwest of New York, and all the billboards are like, "Have you prayed for forgiveness today?" And you're like, "Oh God, oh wow, <laughs> not in Brooklyn yeah. anymore." Um, I love that idea. It sounds like a great Patreon episode. We should do an episode where we call them under the guise of wanting more information about the Jesus-y stuff. And actually, we are Fountains of Wayne evangelists. And we're like, okay, we'll hear you out. But then you have to hear us out. And then we tell them to listen to Fountains of Wayne. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God, dude. It would be such an easy sell. Like, any other band, it, like, might, I don't know. Like, that. that's sort of our in. Like, (laughs) like, wait, have you, I feel like we could get the evangelist in the Founders of Wayne. Not that we want them, but I don't think it would be a tough sell. And also, like, it'd be a huge deal because, like, people in that world are a lot of time not really allowed to listen to secular music. So if we got them into Fountains of Wayne, it would be a big deal. That would be, like, a tiny revolution that we could very easily curate. Excuse me. (laughs) Yeah, I think we could do that super easily. Let's do that uh, next week. Okay. Good idea. Um, My bad idea this week is that I want to make chewing gum that makes noises while you chew it like with each chomp but like how gum always comes in a flavor each pack of gum you get would come with a different sound as well so like your spearmint gum might be like goose sound uh and your bubble gum might be like boat horn (laughs) so as you're chewing you're tasting bubble gum but you're like tooting like a like a boat horn or like a goose or some other wow um i love that the the vol like would it could it replicate the volume of a boat horn would you just be like scrouching fairy departure noises in public or would it just be like a kind of a it would be like at your voice's volume i think it depends on the strength of your chew you know like it'd have to be like you know scientifically possible like you're yeah if it's like indica or sativa (laughs) yeah if you chomp down really hard like you can get a pretty convincingly loud honk but like you could also keep it like pretty much private pretty much just yourself if that's what you want okay uh well that's it i think we need to thank the gracious and generous members of the vip acela lounge those are people that back us on the highest level on patreon thank you to you all you make our show a little bit easier to make so thank you this week to mallory stewart rachel hart la pontif john lafalette and eric yandoff love you love you Radio.